One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. In here is the wrestling power of the Undertaker. All <laughs> put your hand on the ball, lads. Come on to the Rock Show. Come on to the People's Show. Come on to the Premier Show. Smackdown. It is December the 16th, the year of our Lord, 1999. Westlife's cover of Abba's I Have a Dream is oh, on the charts. It's not good by any means, but it's still better than Cliff Richard's attempt at getting into hell. <laughs> <laughs> the World Is Not Enough is box office for the fourth week in a row. It turns out James Bond is as hard to kill in the cinemas as he is in the films. And Planescape Torment has just been released and will be definitely one of those games that you get told to play, but never will. What's Planescape Torment? I get told it's really good by people who have played it, who keep on saying, you should really play this match. I've never heard of it. I think it was one of these hits, not hits, that was supposed to be a hit, but wasn't a hit. But it's been re-released so many times. I think you can get on the Switch. Yeah. Is it really bad that, like, I've just looked it up now, Planescape Tournament, a role-playing video game developed by Black Isle, um, right. takes place in locations from the multiverse of Planescape, which is a Dungeons & Dragons fantasy campaign. Is it really bad when you said Planescape? I was thinking it was a flight simulator. <laughs> That's why I said, Planescape Torment. Stormy <laughs> weather. Stormy weather too. The nightmare continues. Turbulence. But that is setting the scene for this nostalgia fest. That is the Colex Smackdown review. What was happening in their little company known as, let me look at my notes, um, the World Wrestling Federation? Mm. There was apparently a little show called Smackdown somewhere in the United States of America, which was still a country back then. But what happened on it? What are the ramifications of that Armageddon pay per view that has just happened this weekend? Who knows? Oh, that's right. The only two people in the entire world no who have else. a podcast. That's yeah, just us. We'll be able to tell you. We'll be myself, Mafu, joined by, as always, the illustrious, fabulous, marvellous, marvellous, Mr. Tom Campbell. Hi, friend. How the hell are you? I'm doing brilliant. I'm having a lovely time. Thank you. Thank you. You can't I... tell that makeup all stuff as I go along. What a cool time. I, I assume that you wrote all that down, my friend. Piece I assume of you wrote garbage, all of it Tom down. Campbell. <laughs> you piece of garbage! <laughs> Uh, this is the first time we sat down for a proper episode since my birthday. Because we did, oh, we did the watch along, wasn't it? We should have done this after birthday. Yeah, we didn't really talk about it. it was amazing. <laughs> what happened on that birthday? Well, we got drunk. <laughs> I had a lovely drink that had whiskey, iron brew, and an egg. Is that a drink it, or is that something from the from the from the big market? Yeah, they the, call it the George's Marvelous Medicine. Oh, whatever it was, I had it and I still can't tell you what it tastes like. It's oh, uh, very indescribable. I am brewing egg. Who puts it an egg in a drink? I don't know how the hell they came up with that. I want an egg in a bep. 
Who puts yeah. an egg in a drink? Oh, jeez. I suppose I suppose weightlifters do, don't they? And they crack oh, that's what eggs. I was going for. Shreddy Brack said, yeah, drink this. <laughs> that isn't how Shreddy Brack talks, by the way. He goes, hello, I am the Shreddy Brack. <laughs> I am from Hartlepool. I am from Hartlepool, Alabama. I've just told about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you talk about the 99 stuff? Yeah. Also, I'm going to add on to these things, not only because you like hearing about the music and the gaming, because I imagine... Yeah, people, I like scene oh, setting. I remember that. Also in the world of boxing, a few weeks ago, Lennox Lewis becomes the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world in the rematch of Evander Holyfield by unanimous decision. Famously, if you're a boxing fan, he went to a draw when he fought him the first time, mm-hmm. despite the entire world going, are you kidding me? Lennox Lewis won that by a country mile. <laughs> boxing is fake. And... Even funnier though, this match could have been more closer to a draw than the first one. Yeah, but it, it was kind of like, you think we're going to call this a draw after last time? No, Lewis wins. Becoming the proper undisputed champion. I think the only issue was when uh, Evander Holyfield hit him with a chair, <laughs> and the ref was about to count nine, and then somebody pulled the referee out of the ring, broke the count. So Holyfield was known to be hard to deal with. So I think it was uh, Jim Cornette who confessed that they should have put. Him and the sharpshooter and the ring just about. broke his leg. Yeah. She <laughs> set the iron sheik in there to break his leg. Boxing <laughs> is real, <laughs> definitely real. So apart from that, now probably some people go, oh, I remember that. What else was happening in the Wrestling Observer newsletter? Well, the scene? let's dance around the the time in the year of our Lord 1999, shall we? So in this particular week. Uh, Nitro has now has now been. It's been a couple of weeks since WCW's flagship Monday Night program officially relaunched under the guise of Vince under the watch of Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara. That was the new logo. New like, logo. Um, new, new set. New set design. Uh, Jim fell down straight away. Uh, basically, the new stories are coming through. Vince Russo was not was on screen, but wasn't on screen at this point because he was playing the uh, mysterious Booker man in the room so you just yeah. kind of see his hand move a bit like uh, a bit like a a bit like a, a a crap what's the what's the villain from Inspector Gadget so I was trying to think as well damn it <laughs> I was expecting the claw no a bit like a crap Dr. Claw um, Dr. Claw you, you, you carry on always. it is Dr. Claw I almost guarantee you Go it's on. Dr. Claw a bit like a crap Dr. Claw um, the ratings haven't really been that great uh, in fact on some cases they have tanked um, what Inspector Gadget no! 99. Well, it really wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> the year of our Lord. It's done really well, Gadget, in comparison. Uh, but Vince Russo uh, was, cussing, was was doing an interview where he was talking about um, the current rating success, or lack thereof, of WCW. Uh, and according to the Wrestling Observer, Vince Russo, sounding very desperate in the process, has lashed out at criticism of his booking and blamed WCW's standards and practices uh... for the fact the ratings haven't improved since his arrival. He claimed the ratings haven't fallen. Uh, they had. It was the lowest ever Nitro the week before this. Uh, and that everything to this point was put was put in place before he arrived. At this point, Vince Russo is very much like a British politician. In the sense of, if it's great, that's down to me. Yep. If it's bad, well, that was the previous constituency. That was the previous, that was the previous leader. <laughs> you exactly said, Tom. And, and Russo's the weirdest guy in wrestling, I think, because he doesn't get enough credit for what he did do, yet also doesn't get enough credit for the bad stuff he did. Like, it's, it's the weirdest thing, because everyone goes, yeah, he did help with that, but we're gonna ignore you and whitewash you, because it's winners who write the history books. Vince Russo, the other stuff, he's like, no, 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 that wasn't my fault. If only standards and practices had let me say, 
expletive, then we would have been all right. Well, Vince Russo points to three particular cases where standards and practices shut him down. I don't know these were going. What do you think they are? Let's see if you know. Uh, Lenny and Lodi. Um, okay. West Hollywood Blondes. Okay. Uh, he's him turn them into the, the tag team called Standards and Practices. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, 99. Actually, go on. Okay, so it wasn't them. They came, their gimmick change came as a result of this conversation. Yeah. Uh, but the three, the three things that were, there's three ideas that were shut down because of Standards and oh, Practices. So on. bear in mind, when I tell you what these things are, Vince Russo says the reason that the WCW ratings are in the tank is because standards and practices are shooting down some of his big ideas. Okay, so do you want to hear what these big ideas were? Matthew Gregg is currently yes, please. Uh, shut up. getting comfortable. That's, so that's, that's, oh, yes, exactly what I'm doing. These ideas. Okay. Go on. To quote the observer, Russo blames standards and practices for not allowing him to have Roddy Piper call Ronda Singh fat, no longer allowing Ed Ferrara to mimic Jim Ross's Bell's palsy, and it last long girls back on TV. And not allowing Buzzkill, Scott oh, Armstrong do, doing oh, a bad road dog cosplay, oh to burn incense on air. Burn incense? Wait, wait. Now, apparently, <laughs> according to Vince Russo, standards and practices are shutting him down. So what he's saying is, had those three ideas made air, WCW would be winning. I, that's, I'm just based, I am just calling, bro, hear me out, bro. I'm just calling it as I see it, bro. Right. It, it, Silly bugger. You just summed up Russo's like last few years online. It's like, <laughs> if only they'd let me do this. You go, what? <laughs> burn, buzz kill, buzz kill. Burn, well, that's burn, it. Kill, burn Goldberg's eye with some incense. Uh, he went on to say that people in WCW are trying to stab him in the back. People in the company are saying the problem isn't standards and practices, but the writing hasn't been good, which is fairly accurate. But the people who are doing the same thing, i.e. the i.e. people like Jim Ross, Jim Cornette, and Bruce Pritchard, uh, let me restart that again. People are doing to him in WCW apparently what people were doing to him in the WWF, like like undermining him, stabbing him in the back. Like, oh, it's no one's fault. It's always someone right. else's fault. It's always their fault, not my fault. It's never my fault. Shut up, you silly boy. Uh, no, so no, the only reason he hasn't been stabbed in the back is because standards and practices don't let knives in the... <laughs> and, bro, if they did, we'd be beaten raw every single week. Can imagine, though, if I'm in WWF, Russo's been stabbed in the back and the police have <laughs> limited to 50 suspects. <laughs> um... In the WWF, uh, I'll ask you this question. Which WCW tag team were backstage at this week's episode of Monday Night Raw trying to get a gerb? Oh, in 99? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I know Harlem Heat did something in the ECW. This just I, well, it was one half of the tag team. But he was he was uh, petitioning on behalf of oh, the tag team. Oh, be Perry Saturn. It's not Perry Saturn. I was gonna say later on for the Wabbins in January. One half of the tag team. They, no, you know what? I, I haven't heard the story. Go on, Thomas. Great, I'm learning okay. this stuff here. Um, Brian Adams was in Tampa on Raw oh. this past week looking for work, and there are rumours. There were rumours doing the rounds that Brian Adams and Brian Clark were going to come into the WWF as the new demolition. <gasps> 
Um, Jim Ross shot these rumours down and went as far as to write on WWF.com these rumours aren't true (laughs) (laughs) which is like the ultimate rumour killer like I don't we we can can leave that in the air because it's of no concern to us but no we just want to shut it down it's utter bollocks no thank you please we don't want them we do not want these absolute plebs sorry lads it's funny because Brian Adams was real life friends with Undertaker longest time which is how he had a uh, Let's see, murky outside of <laughs> wrestling career involving guns and drugs. I'm still mm. able to get work consistently afterwards. So that's why they end up showing up as, as chronic in 2001. We have that to look forward to. Oh. Famously, after having the worst match of the year with Undertaker and Kane, you know, such a good friend to both of them, Undertaker, for a horrible performance. He uh, just couldn't be bothered, could he? Yeah, they were sent, uh, they said, right, we're going to send you to OVW for, you know, work on your timing. Which they took as you suck. Yeah, which, you mean, and, uh, which it is. Brian Clark said, No, how dare you when he left. Brian, I'm just like, Yeah, I've got nothing else to be doing. <laughs> I'll go down there. We never saw him again in, WC- in WWF. No. Which is a bit of a shame. But we just, Adam Bomb was in used. <laughs> I oh. thought you might, you might have you might have surely got a bit of nostalgia out of Crush turning up. I feel like if, if that sort of scenario had happened in this day and age, they'd have brought out Crush for the nostalgia part. Like the worst demolition member. <laughs> no, but boy, Matt is like Kona Crush. Oh. Big fluffy mullet. Yeah. Multicoloured. Squeeze a man's head. Happy days. Squeeze Heath Slater's head. Happy days. Um, rumour killer. Let's kill these rumours. D'Lo Brown was on the WWF internet radio show saying that he had 14 months left on his contract and he wasn't going anywhere. Oh. So all those rumours and innuendos about D'Lo Brown heading to Dub C Dub, apparently not true. You, you I still it? like the alternative timeline with the Scorsese with D'Lo Brown goes to WCW with Russo <laughs> on his side. I mean, that, that's that's where you want to be, right? Exactly. Uh, one one more thing: a handshake that took place across the pond, uh, which which very much echoes into mine and Matthew Gregg's resting childhood. Oh, no. Uh, as a deal has been struck this week between the World Wrestling Federation and Channel 4. Yes! In the United oh. Kingdom. Starting with the Royal Rumble, uh, the American pay-per-view shows in the UK are moving from Sky to Channel 4, which outbids Sky for the rights. Channel 4 will also air Sunday Night Heat, which had never aired in the UK before. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'm so happy we're getting free pay-per-views yeah I know right what could possibly go wrong um, and also the sea show mm. that no one cared because Smackdown came out yes it did the show wow look at that segue yeah I like what you did there should we get cracking with let's get quack cracking quacking quack 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 the eggs into the bowl let's get on with the show bless you this is the 17th episode of Smackdown knock out the pilot episode we get a fantastically long recap of the Armageddon main event and if you hear any pig rustling, no, it's not Tom's notes. I like to sometimes when I go and watch SmackDown in a, one of the lovely places in Newcastle, you can sit and eat. I'm just looking at my. I'm looking disgusted at my Zodiac Killer style notes. This, this okay, this this does look like like a little notebook a murderer would have. Just and and, and you'd find this on a crime scene <laughs> with like a little bloody fingerprint on it, and it would just say, "They made me do it." <laughs> Philo Brown equals WCW champion. Or it'll be a drawing of like the Ace of Spades or something. It would be <laughs> with, the, with the with the bo- with the with the body with the the head of the murdered stepdad in the middle. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> it's a very it's a very dark looking. I'm gonna I, what I'm gonna do. Are you supposed to be the pure one? I am indeed. What I'm gonna do right now is I just wanna oh, take a take a picture 
of Matthew's notebook. And I'll share this on the on my own personal Twitter at oh, Tom Campbell oh, when this episode good. goes up. A little bit of interactivity. Oh, you can appreciate the uh, the Unabomb style, the Unabomber style notes that Matthew's <laughs> got going on this week. So it's great, just like, it plays in Newcastle, there's the students revising for the theories. <laughs> so where were you watching this then? At uh, the, uh, what's it called? The Incense Place. It's called, <laughs> called uh, Buzzkills. <laughs> it's very nice and quiet off of Newcastle. So nice, little incense place. place. Yeah. Nice. I've never been there. I needed one because I needed, I needed a bit stressed. Were you a bit stressed? No, it's just, uh, when you, you spend a lot of time in front of a computer with edit and stuff, yeah. it's like, Oh, I can watch SmackDown on the network anywhere, really. So how about I go anywhere? Go literally here. anywhere but yeah. here. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah, make notes of you look like, wow, must be writing a novel. <laughs> he must be writing a ransom note. And then you see what I'm writing, how I'm writing. <laughs> like, yes, God. This is that freaking 999. Don't want to get in the bad side Are of it. Are you looking for a guy where... <laughs> but what if I did kill somebody and this was left to the scene? It was like, we're looking for a like, viscerous uh, dodgy <laughs> hole. Ah! We don't know what that means. Is that a Fortnite I reference? I love the or? idea of you maybe one day losing this and then having to awkwardly explain to somebody, like, what, what, what okay, I've got a description of what the notebook entails. Uh, there's talk about a, about a guy called Viscera who runs a skanky hoe company. <laughs> and we slag off a man called Bulldog quite a bit. He said, we knew he was insane and needed help because he says, Al Snow was good in this episode. <laughs> anyway, recap of the Armageddon main event. If you didn't see it or not familiar with this time period, I the hell have you been mm. amazing to think that people aren't but the crack WWF editing team make the main event of Vincent Mann versus Triple H no holes barred look amazing if only the match itself had been 40 seconds long with the twist being that Stephen McMahon turns on her dad uh, uh, uh. like a hungry cat <laughs> and turns up with Triple H and then on, we got a lovely recap of uh, on Raw Vince is running around with a hammer can't say no, he's mad. And he wants Triple H. Instead, Stephen McMahon shows up and gives her first diddler speech. And and Stephanie McMahon uh, has now crimped hair. I'll tell you no, she's a diddler. That's how you know she's a diddler, in the cultaholic sense. That's, oh, oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, we need to make that clear. <laughs> and she remarks about how she used to get butterflies in her belly seeing Triple H stand up to her dad. He was so powerful and so strong. It comes up very briefly, uh, executive director for the segment Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just when I thought this could be, oh, this is a nice bit. She reminds Vince of the whole abducted and taken away for the higher power storyline where Vince took Steph and needed to get revenge on Steve Austin. She says, what goes around comes around. I love it, I love it. The best, the best heels are the ones that have genuine intent. And Steph has genuine reason to turn her back on her family. How dare you? Remember this? Yeah. Oh, and Vince Man has literally no way to rebuke this. So he just storms out. And with no Vince and no Shane, that means, by default, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are running the show. So there's a lot of uh, booked for the lads here. There's Rock vs. Dudley Boys, No DQ. There's a... Uh, other stuff. There's a cage match between the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian, just for the laughs. Did you get the test bit? Oh, I'm going to get to that. Ah! Wait, wait, another punchline. And also, there's a pudding ball match for the women's title, which is obviously booked before they get it. Steph McMahon books Triple H and Test to take on New Age Outlaws, given that, you know, they've got something in common. Triple H surprisingly turns on his tunnel buddy 
and Stephanie shows up and get the ring and does the socket. What a recap. So, uh, here we go. Uh, backstage, there's no Vincent Shane again. So, Steph, that's Steph with three H's. Oh, Steph. That probably looks better on a, on a screen or on a notepad than it does said out loud. So, they have a town hall. Can you say that? Steph. That's it. Steph have a town hall meeting. Say, everyone will be treated fairly. And the ones who have been handed everything will be left fighting tonight. Meaning that The Rock gets the big show for the title. And also, Al Snow wrestles Mick Foley tonight in a false count anywhere match. And it's nice because they've been over the top dicks on Raw, but I'm like, it's cool, everything's all right. You can trust Ultimate man. And it's like the crowd is like, it, I'm sure if I, if I, I put the subtitles on, but I'm pretty sure we show the shot of the the entire locker room option murmurs angrily or whatever. There's, there's, a, there's a really important moment here, and it's the first time that a particular phrase, I believe, is coined. Yeah, go on, what is it, Tom? Where Triple H and Stephanie on the stage, booking the night's shenanigans, welcome the WWF locker room to the McMahon-Helmsley era, That's which great. would start as art and would become life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Over the a... next... 20 years <laughs> it begins thing. here tonight and you know it begins here tonight you know it's brand new because later on in the night Steph gets it wrong yeah. and she at one point refers to it as the Helmsley McMahon era and that's never happened she's just being nice no 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 well, it's, it's um it's, no I genuinely think it's because it's new they were just they just got it a bit wrong but I like that I like how new and, and fresh it is it's cool you're right. It is the dawn of the McMahon Helmsley exposition. Uh, uh, I mean, era. <laughs> and that was the whole eight-minute intro to the show, which is absolutely needed for this. And what a way! And then, Bossman starts us off. I already like the McMahon Helmsley exposition. And Bossman in the ring and reminds us about what he did to Al Snow and his dog and Big Show's fake daddy. <laughs> Pure go into. No, no, I love that's a term for it, not being legitimate. Your fake daddy. Your fake daddy. Oh. Anyway, it doesn't matter because Jericho and whoops, this amazing promo, uh, to be officially face, I guess, maybe. It seemed very, well, he's out though. He's, look, you know, when he's in there with Boss Man, he's coming out to fight Boss Man, he's definitely face now. Right. Definitely face now. Yeah, he reminds us he is the inter-Chris-Inendel champion. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love official pool. Uh, I mean, yeah. what I love about Chris Jericho is he's a constant reinventor. Like nobody has turned the clock back and changed the the time on the clock as many times as Chris Jericho has. Like Chris Jericho has re uh, has created like four thousand different careers for himself. Absolutely. And with any great inventor, sometimes it doesn't work. Was it Leonardo da Vinci that developed a helicopter that was meant to go underwater? You know what? Great man. <laughs> not not everything scans. And then here, there's two phrases he comes out with, neither of which, in the grand scheme of things, truly scan, which is the inter-Christinental type champion, and I'm going to beat you up Ayatollah style. Again, second week of the rope, not the Ayatollah of rock and roller. No, I'm going to beat you up like the actual Ayatollah. Yeah. The Shah of Iran style. <laughs> oh, Christ. Like, okay. He also calls Albert Prince Alan, which just made me chuckle, because <laughs> he's still doing that thing where he's getting everybody's name wrong, which I yeah. quite like. It's lovely. Before he can issue a fatwa on uh, Alan, 
trying to end cat show up. What a phrase. Before you can issue a fatwa on Alan. The great gimmick. Yes. Oh, wait, uh, the opposite. A horrible <laughs> Terrible idea. If only they'd be able to unleash a fatwa. WWF would still be doing good times. Sounds impressive. <laughs> and uh, we ended up this match. So, first of many shots. Triple H uh, and Steph can bury Jericho some more. And they're both watching the show from their little backstage bit. And they're confused because, like, oh, what a good idea for a match. I didn't book this, though. Oh, I thought you booked it. There. Yeah, we but don't we don't really find out more about that, do we? Yeah. It just kind of exists in the air. And then we move on. And it throws you off the first time because it gives the impression of uh, the the gods watching the events unfold in um, Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> but, or, if you like, uh, the lads watching Nightmare. <laughs> oh, yes! Yeah. I imagine Go it's left. easy for the editing as well. Let's cut that out. Let's cut the shot of Triple H and Steph going, ooh! Nasty. Yeah, it does make it easy. And, and, there, and Jericho has had some issues regarding working lately, as has been discussed. But we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, I think it's much had his way. He was just switch the TV off. And it was him, him and her eating grapes for the 10 minutes. So, like, loud boss man sucks chance. God, they hate boss man here. Can't, can't Good! Sorry. After everything he's done, I'm glad the crowd woke up to what an arsehole he is. What's he done? <laughs> he, he made us laugh too much. You're not still just... banging on about that cage match ever with Hogan. Come on, <laughs> come on, Tom. Mate, that cage match with Hogan literally ended me as a fan. Hated sorry. that. Hated that suplex off the top. I'm I'm thought, sorry. I thought Hogan had died. The referee's giving me the X. All right, I'm <laughs> uh, China, surprisingly, low blows Albert. Ireland was friends uh, to help Jericho win. Chris is very confused, but Cole reminds us that after the match at Armageddon, China said, hey, that's my one. Respect, eh? Respect. It's nice. Albert looked good for the one minute they gave him. Yeah, I would trust him to train the next generation of wrestlers in 20 years' time. Yeah. There you go. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And then backstage, Triple H says, uh, don't know why that happened. I could never figure out what China was about. Dot, dot, dot. Or any woman for that matter. Which annoys Steph. <laughs> so she has to go watch Kurt Angle. What? Uh, I didn't realize you teased this this early. So early on. But they, but it was like a double tease because she was like, oh, I'm going to go, right. She had a little strop about Triple H about something. I don't know, women. Um, and uh, as you say, she says, oh, I'm going to go watch Kurt Angle. I think he's cute. Oh, who's and Triple H says, oh, who's Kurt Angle facing? So it's always facing Test. So then we're led to believe that that's the story. Oh, right. the, no, that, no, 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 you're right. You are absolutely right. They are early days teasing that Steph has a bit of a crush on Kurt Angle. They do drop it in there, but they don't make it the focal point because it says, oh, he's off to face test. And, uh, and Triple H said, like, whoa, don't you go out there and I don't know what he's capable of. He'll probably cry and get beaten up. I might see you and get a broken nose. He might, he might see you and say, Steph, I know we're not together anymore, but can you buy me a new memory pack? It's spelled with a K if you put it into the Argos catalog, not a C. Steph, you return my primer guy. Whatever they were called, primer guy. I'm stuck in my man. Steph, my rumble pack's not working. You don't make my rumble pack. <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn it. You don't make my pack rumble. <laughs> That's what I meant to say, Steph. You don't Look how bad I am. My words are as broken as my nose. You don't make my rumble pack. Shut what up. did you see, buddy lad? <laughs> oh, sorry, pack. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> I'm a honey badger, mate. I'm a idiot, Rumble. Hey, 
Incidentally, on AEW this week, my house was nearly on AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Very nearly. God, they'll, they'll put Kenny Bree nowadays. Yeah, I know, right? I'm basically going to ask Cody if I can be on. You nearly had me house there, mate. And if you do, you know that a certain Mr. Roberts is definitely going to pronounce your name. Uh, from Newcastle or Puerto Tyner. <laughs> from New... Now he'll say Ely. From Newcastle. Oh. If you ever come up here, you, sp- you pronounce it castle, not castle. But Cheetah gets it wrong every day. But he's not from home. It's fine. It's he doesn't even then, try. But then I'm not from around here. What's my excuse? He's a, a rich and powerful. He's a rich and powerful. Business, he's a rich and powerful businessman who pays my bills. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he can and pronounce it however he likes. Exactly. I love that Pachini. I love how he I pays love, me every month. I love that that Pachoto. Robert, no. So <laughs> Steph goes. I'm just going to watch that. Um, that um, who? Uh, you know, um, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. That ostrich turkey salesman. <laughs> I have no idea what that ostrich meant, but what a line. Turkey. I wrote it down at my serial killer notebook. So Ostrich turkey salesman. After the break, Triple H tries laying the law down, but Steph does it anyway. And we get a great uh, Tony Soprano, uh, Carmella storyline here where Tony's a big and powerful man, but there's no way he's winning an argument with his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, he can control his entire mob crew, who are, of course, DX. But if, if you, if, if you can. Have you Sopranos, by the way? Yes, I have. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I woke up this morning and got myself a gun. Um, if you do understand the ostrich turkey salesman line, at Matthew Gregg on Twitter, at Tom Campbell on Twitter, do let us know. Because I googled ostrich turkey salesman, and one of the top answers I got was from Snopes.com, fact check, are Disney's turkey legs really emu? <laughs> Triple H read that article. <laughs> I've got nothing for that, honestly. So, Angle versus Test. Hooray! Here comes Test, who on Monday night, I didn't think he could become, he, he could be a bigger Pratt than he had been lately. I don't <laughs> think it was possible for Test to be a bigger Pratt than he has been. Lo and behold, the man, as always, just defies the odds and goes, all right, Steph, I'll team with, with the man that ruined our lives. <laughs> Whatever you say, Steph, I've decided I want you back even when I told you I didn't want to see you again. Oh, this will be fine. Oh, I got beaten up. Who saw that coming? Not me, who's only watched Raw for an hour and a half up to this point. <coughs> I saw everyone getting dicked. Spoilers for next week. Balance. Test versus a set of keys. <laughs> Steph, I can't stop looking. Test versus his own arsehole in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, can you please stop booking me to find a wet paper bag? It's too tough. Test versus his ass. Steph, <laughs> why are you making me find my elbow? <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Alright, we'll peep there. Moving on. Stephanie shows up to distract Test during an entrance. Uh, you know, one of those laser pointers probably could have done the same effect. <laughs> and this is the battle of uh, two Funkin' Dojo graduates. Dory. Oh, it's true, isn't it? I love the fact that I know that for some reason. Yeah. Test, test Angle, Edge, Christian, and... I'm just joking. Funk. <laughs> Dory went for some season. And uh, amazingly, despite being the stupidest idiot on the face of the earth, big pop for Test. Yeah. <laughs> I was really... Why? I, why has nobody given up on Test yet? Because <laughs> I certainly have. <laughs> 
Why is the crowd cheering for the test? Why? God knows. <laughs> Do you want some Funkin' Dojo graduates? Oh, please. Mark Henry. Mark Mark Henry. Why, why do you say Mark Henry? Mark Henry. <laughs> I like to call him like Mark Thierry, Henry. Thierry Henry. Like Thierry Henry. Oh, all right. Uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. The Hardy Boys. Okay. Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhino. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, Prince Albert. Okay. Steve Blackman. Gangrel. The Blue Meanie. Kurgan. Test, as we've already said. Kurt Angle, as we've already said. Crash Holly. Wow, it is the class of 98-99, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. It was also a Very place good. for experienced grapplers new to WWE to come and pick up the WWE style. Right. So basically, when some new guys came in, they were sent, right, you're not doing it our way, get over there. Uh, so also who turned up was Dr. Death Steve Williams. Nice. Ahmed Johnson. William Regal had a spell there. And Midian. Oh, well. Can't be winners. <laughs> what what a killer's row went through Funkin' Dojo. He did one of those no-show jobs like in Sopranos. He showed up and ate sandwiches. <laughs> Got paid. Have you watched Sopranos this week by any chance? No, because tell us I've subscribed to a lot of those uh, Facebook. So uh, Sopranos duck posting. <laughs> Stephanie uh, blows kisses to test. Just her existing is. We in love again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in love again. Oh, maybe, maybe now we can. Maybe now we can. Oh, God. Maybe. <laughs> you could be my player too. <laughs> I'm doing it, but I can't remember the name of the game. So the God. joke is lost. It's the space one, like the platform space game. Jet Force Gemini. Yes. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> it's like, maybe now she do two player on Jet Force Gemini yes. with me. Yeah, you can control the little dude. Ah, oh, it's good though. <laughs> I love you again. <laughs> All is forgiven. Stess' mm. <laughs> commentary in his. Uh... I think we're doubling down on Tess because Bulldog's going away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, just... this is the Nick Foley logic. What else does that resting on? Mock Tess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Steph commentating, and again, she's just picked us up so well. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow, what a character. Yeah, Test, um, I'm pretty justified right now because you dropped me. Yeah. Sort of thing. So I have to be more of a bitch than usual. Oh, ridiculously over the top. And Lady she, Macbeth was this over the top. And she's meant to make sure that she's booed. She doesn't stop with Test. She calls out Lawler. It was being really nice to her. And Steph goes, well, I couldn't help but notice, King, that when I was dating Test, you didn't really have time for anything I had to say. And Lawler's like, oh, oh, no, 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 it's not true, no. Like the fact she's making Lawler squirm. Oh, I love it. And it's even better to segue into that. Lawler is now 100% the new regime. Yes. And this is one of the golden ages of commentary, with Michael Cole being the valiant... Oh, it's, it's obvious they're doing this, and I'm going, you idiot! Why would you? <laughs> why would you question the regime? <laughs> why would you question the regime? It's oh, country really picks up for now. Mm. Anyway, Stephanie, 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 Stephanie steps the match via disqualification because as soon as Tess got any offense and angle, who's just been suplexing the life out of him. He gets the ten punches in the corner. She goes, "Hey, that's a closed fist." Yeah, I remember this happening. 
I was so delighted when I saw it happen in front of my eyes again. Yeah. And then Cole's like, yeah, but everyone uses closed fists. And he's like, yeah, well, it's still illegal. And again, And then Tess is mad. Tess is mad because he's trying, he's still mad that he didn't get that new brain, the Wizard of Oz problems to him. Um, <laughs> Did he see, get a memory pack? <laughs> <laughs> she then taps her wedding ring to remind her, like, ah, ah. Tess walks threatening towards her and he walks right into another DX setup. What an absolute prune. He is the Goldberg of running into DX setups. He's what? undefeated in these. Triple H breaks his nose again using the wedding ring for emphasis. I put stereo man equals great bitch. Oh God. <laughs> just keep breaking Tess's nose everywhere. Every week. He's just... got a broken heart and a broken nose. Oh God, and a broken brain. <laughs> Jeez. He's just such a prude. You wouldn't get three quid from CX. <laughs> He's damaged goods, Tess. <laughs> that saying was another fantastic bit which killed a good few minutes upstairs before this. The Slam Cam of the Week, Tom. Oh, mate. So this blew my mind. So we get an advert for the Slam Cam of the Week. And I had to ask myself, what is the Slam Cam? What is this? And I did a little digging, and it turns out that the Slam Cam was, what was you described great, proto-photoshop. Proto-shop. Proto-shop, if you will. Yes, I, I, I didn't, my dad had one of these, because he was all this guy, just loved his PC. Of, very basic, but well, by today's standards, but by Windows 95, 98, we had 98 at the time, I think. Uh, you would, right. yeah, you'd have the digital camera. Oh, my dad had a digital camera, was pretty all right. You took that and you're able to connect it up using some sort of cable. We couldn't figure out which one it was. And um, we have some driver, oh, which no, one this was. Did he, not tell us, was it, did he not tell us it was a, a serial 10? No, I'll, oh, we got a joke answer of it. was. You could, Joypad from Master System. Yeah. I mean, it's it a real answer. I think that was a real answer because it does look like oh, oh, right. the Joypad from Master System. Oh, oh okay. Uh, it was a jokey real answer. For nine or ten pin connector. Right. So now that we've lost half the audience, um, so you take a photo and you can just do basic uh, manipulation as this advert shows. You can stretch your head. You can make a photo of stuff like that. So with this being a WWF one, there's obviously um, mankind's mask you can put on. Um, you. You next to Deborah's titties and all the rest, and yeah, and we just had that. And we dad put my face on front cover of Nintendo Official magazine, and all this, and it was you know it's nice. What a simple time it was, though. Yeah. What a simple. It really was. What a simple, beautiful time. Mate, we thought that was cool as hell. I pulled up an advert for it, and the advert made me love it even more because the advert that did the round for it was like with Boss Man and Deborah in, and they were they were just watching it all as this kid was taking a photo of his mate and putting it onto Boss Man's face. And in the advert, it's the kid puts it onto Boss Man's face and then puts the WWF Championship around Boss Man's waist. Check me out, Bruce. So it's the rumor that we're gonna put the title on Boss Man, but then the, the, the Armageddon and that. But then this, 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 the fan cam came out and ruined it. Said, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm going to do my impression of Jim, of Jim Cornette finding out that news. <laughs> you can't believe that happened. Digital camera. Digital camera. But this puts me like... 
what a what a wonderfully humble time that was. Yeah. Was it around this time where I remember an advert for HP desk jet printer? Wow. And it was the must-have thing for Christmas. And it was a HP desk jet printer with the Lion King print studio. <gasps> Good God, mate! You're really throwing these threat references. I know, me. right? So, and and what the Lion King Prince Studio was basically, it was a, a CD full of pictures of Lion King art that you could print off. Yes, yeah. it wasn't just it wasn't like photos. It was a print studio. I miss a little bit of me misses, and and, and so, nostalgia ain't what it used to be. But I miss days like that where software was that twee and that simple. Yeah, and so we've got. Basic Photoshop, basic video, basic GIMP, if you find the expression. Nah. And the thing you just said, and also, in relation to that, uh, Spider Man Cartoon Maker, I feel the need to bring up. Oh, yes! Unlikely to be ever be brought up again. No, I love Spider Man Cartoon Maker! Oh, my basic gosh! I want to say, maybe not exactly, exactly right. Oh, but I don't know what it was, but I loved it. Oh, so, <laughs> what was the best cartoon you ever made on Spider Man Cartoon Maker? Oh, they're all terrible. Mm. I mean, the best one I've ever made. They're all like... They're all terrible. Spider-Man, Spider-Man swinging his web going, and then my spider... My spider sense is tingling. And then you do the little lines across his head to know the spider sense is tingling. And then... Uh-oh, Doc Ock. <laughs> so the speech bubble would appear, and it would go, whoop, and then as you... So everything that happened was animated in real time. Yeah. So it'd be like, so the speech bubble would appear, and it'd go, whoop, and then as you type, it would go, and then you'd write across the screen, and it would go like, if you had that was it. If you had the animation of, of Spider Man swinging, yeah. it'd be like, yeah. And because of the limited like uh, paint stuff you could have, you'd be like, Doc Ock used his rainbow way. He was like. Wow, I bet Spider-Man's scared of that. <laughs> Let's ask him. Whoop. I've got to get back to Aunt May. That's right. <laughs> I've got to get back to Aunt May. Have him run, but it's the foot sound effect, and no, the speed hasn't changed at all. It's just the sound of like... But the footsteps haven't changed. There is such a niche audience oh, that is going to get man. this. And I am delighted if you are in that yeah. niche audience. That and that niche audience it. is called Photoshop John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really are. Oh, I missed I missed times when, oh, when technology was that God. twee. Yeah. In Carter. Do you ever have in Carter? Oh, man. I used to learn so much from in Carter. I don't, I don't know if it was that or the other one you could get. Like, I think every parent had, like, the idiot's guide to encyclopedia. But they were crap. It barely had anything. Yeah. It's like, I want to study uh, 1066 in King Harold. Do you mean Egypt and the Pharaohs? <laughs> <laughs> Everything you typed in with Kemo was Egypt and the Pharaohs. Yeah. Anyway, that's Slam Cam. The <laughs> Spider Man excited. cartoon maker, Egypt. From the <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy missing the swanton off the cage on Raw. For kids. Right. Backstage. Do you like how he talked more about the sponsor of that segment than the actual <laughs> Jeff Hardy being Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Shadow of things to come. Test is bleeding and on a stretcher. Test so, is bleeding annoying. So Stephanie comes in to gloat because she's a gloater. Anyway, the Stooges are helping him and they're trying to like, hey, Steph, come on, man, leave him alone. She is incensed that someone would try and help Test. His stupidity catching. So 
she gives them a tag team title shot. <laughs> oh, they're fired. Get in. <laughs> That's how you get a tag title shot in wrestling. And uh, the reign of terror continues as Jeff Hardy takes on Matt Hardy because of Steph. This was the first time that somebody went, hey, you know these Hardy boys? What if we wrestled them together? Because they'd wrestled each other throughout their childhood. Yeah, like they're, yeah. yeah and, and like obviously on the Indies, but then even as kids, they're trampling in the garden and they reenact their favourite wrestlers' matches. So they've had a lot of time to practice wrestling together. They should be brilliant. Yeah, good logic. Good logic. Cole thinks out loud because, hey, they could challenge for New Age Outlaws anytime soon, so they probably book this so they could destroy each other. As I, and again, Lola is just pro Triple H going, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? This is just two guys having a good time. Yeah, two guys. They remove their shirts and start pounding away, making deviant <laughs> art sweat. <laughs> Great bump-filled craziness, uh, but crowd by design aren't popping majorly for it. But, you know, the action's nice, and as you said, the rest of each other since birth. <laughs> Sorry, Cole rags on, like Lola rags on Cole about, going... Well, they know each other so well. They've known each other for a long time. <laughs> They're brothers, you idiot! <laughs> anyway, Jeff Hardy lands on his feet after a 450 splash attempt, and Matt lands the sleeper slam, which uh, China would later adopt because he sent the crowd to sleep. <laughs> Their... Billy Gunn would do it as well. He'd do a much better oh, yeah, version. Oh, yeah, he would actually. What was with that move? <laughs> it was a Just... great. It was a, well, Billy Gunn's version, once he got the hang of it, was great. It was the playmaker of 99. <laughs> uh, their momentary runners could stop this at any time by clanging a pan with a spoon that she chose. <laughs> Telling them that dinner's ready. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the match? It went on for a thousand years, didn't it? It went on for ages. I just find it so funny. How, I know I, by the by the sound of your description, you enjoyed it. It was what it was. They did what yeah. they could to show off, and they're going nuts with the bumps. As I said last time, they did a week's worth of bumps in uh, ten minutes. I just find it funny how Matt and Jeff have never clicked as, as, as opponents. But they've gone and tried this so many times at WWF to try and get something out of them. But every time they have, the matches have always been a bit of a letdown. You know when it did work? The final deletion. That was the only time it worked! When it was when it was painstakingly directed by Matt Hardy and Jeremy Borash. And when were, were they wrestling? That buck girl. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Tori, no, not that one, is upset <laughs> she got put in a pudding bowl match. It's degrading now. The it is. Uh, or if you're watching the Colholic Smackdown Classic Review, a pudding dressing gown match. Stephen Mann. It was, hang on, oh. hang on. It wasn't even a pudding dressing gown match. You were talking about Armageddon. Yeah. It, was a, it was a swimming pool match. I know. I was, I was making a joke about it. So you're double whammy in yourself? Yes. You worked yourself oh, into that a was shoot. A, yes, I, I shoot botched. Did you work yourself into a shoot, brother? I, wo- I worked myself into a door. <laughs> well done, mate. Stephanie McMahon wants to humiliate her some more. So guess what? Tonight, she's wrestling Big Steph. <laughs> well! And uh, Triple H is like, what are you doing, Steph? For the second time tonight, for the second time tonight, Triple H is going, hey, Steph, what are you doing? Why are you being a, a silly one? How are you? Second time man. tonight, we're an hour in. <laughs> It's all part of a cunning plan. Oh, it went well. It went well earlier for the uh, for the protagonist. The mystery posse are humble. <laughs> and and their oh, big, no, no. big hit just went viral. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> 
after the APA annihilated them, have they gotten the wrong side of the Triple H's death? Because obviously, Mystery Posse are aligned with Shane McMahon. Yes. In real life and in not real life. So they're like, we're really sorry. We, we know we know the the right boots to lick. Stephanie agrees. So, she think about this? <laughs> Tory's theme hits. That's a thing I remember because it does nothing get played. It smells like a, dun, 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 like a sta- spaceship coming dun, down. Dun. Yeah, because it's that slide guitar. Right, intro to Mega Man X. Anyway, uh, Kane is seen watching backstage. Uh, she could probably have used the support. Yeah. Inside me. He doesn't have, have a manager's license. Oh, wait. The mystery posse are attacking Kane backstage. Oh, no. The posse have overwhelmed Kane. Kane's like, oh, when, when so oh, I'm presuming that the there was <laughs> being, so they asked Kane backstage who attacked you oh it was the Undertaker <laughs> and Big Show and Fisher <laughs> and me it was all oh, the dustbin sure. man <laughs> it was Tess it was Tess it was Tess I'm presuming that just before they, they we, we had that bit backstage where Steph said there is something that you can do and they, they cut they, then they fade to black if they'd stayed on that shot, we'd have seen Steph reach into a bag and pull out a basketball and go, in here is the wrestling power of The Undertaker. <laughs> or put your hand on the ball, lads. That's the only way. That's the only way that the posse could overwhelm Kane. Monstar Street posse. Look, he was distracted. His beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> definitely doesn't like being humiliated. So Kane's like, oh. Striked off the list. <laughs> King's not interested. So, uh, the way Stephanie shows up to have what may be her first official match. Oh. And they're watching this in the ring. Stephanie's ready. He's got Triple H by her side. And, like, and they're showing MSP inexplicably beat up Kane. And she is just amazing. Deadpan. Oh, no. Oh, ouch. Oh, that's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to get beat up. Oh, fantastic. She's and so good. She's like Willy Wonka. And there's no match. Steph says, I didn't want to wrestle you. I just want to humiliate you. I'm just kidding. Here's Xbox to wrestle you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Xbox versus Tori. Yeah. Uh, she tries to escape. Tori tries to escape. But Steffi throws her in. You know what a man mountain Steph is. Yeah, big Steph. And Xbox, no waits than any time, gives her a Bronco Buster or Triple H holds her hair, gives her X Factor and a sex pin. The crowd is cheering. PTC. <laughs> this is a very uncomfortable segment. Yeah. And then after the break, Kane is seen taking Tori away, like Lenny taking Curly's wife <laughs> of mice and men. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like how it's it's like mice and men, but it's the Lenny and Curly's wife version of mice you know, and men. The Curly killed accidentally. Yeah. yeah. So Mystery posse that show up going, oh, we do a good job, boss. Woo, Kane won't be uh, messing around here no more. <laughs> they go, you did a horrible job. Kane was able to walk away. We just saw him. <laughs> You're going to get the acolytes tonight again. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Wonderful. There's so many different bits they could do with the characters here. Not only they're on the people that they don't like and uh, helping other feuds happen. But it's like, yeah, we don't like you. <laughs> It's like Triple H is just is just constantly putting himself over everybody. Uh-huh. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Al Snow is seen talking to DX Locker Room about how thankful he is, how the help he's going to get in this match. And you know it's the DX Locker Room because there's a big sign that says, The DX Locker Room. So we get Mick Foley versus Al Snow. Falls can't anywhere. Mick Foley's still wearing his uh, baby blue uh, sign. I guess he's on the way out. I guess that's code. Yeah. As it gets, as it, once it becomes a full primary blue, that means you need to replace your Mick Foley. <laughs> the kiss of death in WF is known as you can't wear a baby blue. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's oh God. You know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this match is brought to you by 1-800-COLLECT. Slam cam. Yes. And not Pepsi. <laughs> and yeah, of course they would want to eat Pepsi and Coke are having RC Cola. Oh, that's right. Roller Cola. <laughs> the Roller Cola of American Cola drinks. And why would they not endorse the kid-friendly match of Al Snow with a severed women's head about to attack his best friend wearing a mask with a baseball bat? <laughs> and the last time they wrestled, Mankind had issues fighting Al Snow because he was his friend. That's no longer the issue. No. Uh, Al Snow gets it. Uh, he misses a bat shot to the ring post. It goes clang. And so Mick Foley chair shot him in the back. The serious match takes gets a bit silly as Michael Cole, after seeing a cookie tray shot, goes, oh, he struck him with that metal plate. <laughs> like the villain from Mr. Nanny. <laughs> metal plate in the head. How dare you take it? I mean, it does go bang really loudly. I like those metal plates. They do make a good sound. Yeah. Metal pl- I would put my, the finest cookies on the metal plate. <laughs> Bring out the Toblerone! <laughs> Bring out the Ferrero Rocher on the metal plate! Ooh, with these metal oh, plates. With these metal plates, you are really spoiling us! It's <laughs> that angry German version. With these metal plates! Oh, God. Do I? They're spoiling us! They're spoiling tea! Al Snow yells 
I'm doing this because I love you. No. I love Liberdish! You need to be on the other Kalaholic podcast uh, here with these horrible, horrible stereotypes. If Das likes ein chocolate on einen biscuit, ein cup gejoinen. It's going to see. Ich habe bitte rice! Ich habe bitte it's good to see your references to Germany as relevant as she wants to freaking sm- Spider-Man cartoon maker. <laughs> Double arm DDT on the steel cookies. And everything's looking alright for Al. As he... Until he runs from Socko. He's able to evade the Socko just by running away. Mankind chases him. So he gets a suplex on the ramp. <laughs> Mick Foley still giving a lot considering he's on the way out. His mind's telling him... No, but my body, <laughs> my body hurts every day. Uh, Mick Foley gets a bottom ball to Al Snow's balls. I like Al Snow putting the jacket on before he gets it. That was funny. Nice little Pin touch. Pals, right? Nice little touch. Oh, but they end up brawling backstage to the DX door, Chekhov's DX door, you may say. Right. Cameron gets knocked down. Oh, no. Did he get up and again? So the, no. So <laughs> we only hear... The noises emanating from the locker room, and wait, Al Snow emerges knocked out, and Mick Foley pins him. That doesn't make any sense. I thought he just did. <gasps> it's The Rock who comes out from the locker room, who then removes the DX locker room sign to reveal The Rock's locker room. Da-na, da-na. I have questions. I thought this was a fun bit. I have questions. Go on. Um, so. Al Snow presumably went back to the door that he went to before. Yes. Maybe, yeah. So... Yeah, oh no, yeah, I get you. <laughs> I can see you. Because... <laughs> right. Us humans... have a thing... Uh-huh. called muscle memory. Mm. Where even if you don't necessarily know geographically where something is, you may have a rough idea of the, the direction in which you walk. For example, if you go to a concert for the first time, I know that if I go left to go to get popcorn or snacks, I need to walk right to go back where I was. That's right, you walk right for Matthew to ignore your drink. Like exactly. If I, if I buy Matthew a drink, I'll go left to the bar, wait for him to not reply to my tweets, and then go right back to my seat. Grumbling. There you go. Um, <laughs> I love you, mate. I'm sorry, you, mate. I love you so no, much. I'm sorry, no, I love I'm you so much. Idiot. Thanks for going to my birthday party. Um, uh, so, Al Snow, right, one of two things had to have happened here, right? Either Al Snow has no muscle memory mm-hmm. and he simply just walked to the first door that had DX written on it, or The Rock dressed up as somebody out of DX and tricked Al Snow into thinking that was DX's locker room. I can't think of how else that would have worked. Because Al Snow was seen talking to somebody in that room beforehand. Yeah. Unless The Rock, the only, actually the only other thing which I'm thinking as I'm, as I'm going now, unless there was a stagehand there that The Rock had, had bribed and said, when Al Snow comes by, say this is DX's locker room. Okay. One of three things happened. Okay. One, 
Al Snow is nuttier than squirrel poo. <laughs> he walks around with a severed woman's head. Yeah, but that doesn't... He's crazy. Okay, so he was talking to nobody. No, I think he went, he went oh, here's the edge locker room. It moved, but who am I to judge? Okay. Two, Al Snow knew that was not the correct one, but DX are now so powerful, they can have as many locker rooms as they want with Steph running things. Right, okay. Three, it was dark, and because The Rock loves mankind, kind of, you want a minute in public, he's a, mm. he's a bookie, not a semi, um, he said, he went knock 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 and he went oh, come in dude is that really you road dog you sound funny uh, oh it must be you oh the rock didn't know the ro oh road dog didn't know <laughs> you had better call 1-800-COLLECT just because call your can to somebody okay so there's why's your catchphrase all wrong uh, we lost the Pepsi deal so I have to have a sense oh that makes sense yeah can you beat up mankind Rock will do this. Okay, Road Dog. <laughs> I personally like option three the best. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, option three. It has, you have to open your mind quite wide to to allow that to be a thing. Things like Buffalo Bill who's getting women. Oh, oh uh, uh, excuse me, old, old person there. Do you need help putting that mattress in the back of that? Oh, would you? They... <laughs> Yeah, uh, the way they could have got yeah, around it. I do this it. if a guy comes in here with a mask and he's hitting him on the head with a chair. Oh, sure. The way they could have got around it is have had Alstone meet Triple H backstage somewhere and say, I'm going to deliver Mankind to you during this match. I'm going to chuck him in your locker room and you can do what you like with him. And he always goes, yeah, whatever. Because then that gets around the whole idea that Alstone knows where the locker room is. So then he can be fighting backstage and go, oh, that door says DX. It must be that one. I that gets round it. Not since... Oliver Stone directed JFK have we spent more attention <laughs> I love what I love the most how do they go with the different locker room what is happening what there? I love the most about these podcasts and if you don't shut up you can skip on uh, what I love the don't most no you can it's oh. fine um, retention doesn't I, I'm amazed the amount of people that listen to the very end like normally with a podcast retention probably drops off about 40-50% in so I'm impressed with the retention rate we have to the very oh, end. So thanks. thank you. Thanks, suckers. We literally give you no reason to stick around. Um, like, when, when are you going to talk about something the comic again? <laughs> Somebody, yes, we did have a tweet regarding when we're going to talk about... Yes, we, we did. Oh, we I actually did. No. <laughs> Hang on. I'm actually, whilst we're talking about this, I'm going to find it because I don't think it's right that we let this particular human being um, go by with, without us mentioning his tweet. Um, we don't normally read out tweets. We should do, really, because we are bad for not. Um, so we've mentioned a couple of times on this podcast, uh, both myself and Matthew Gregg grew up with a, with a fond love of Sonic the Comic. And on the other case, it's, it creeps into conversation. Um, Sometimes it gets shoved into very vigorously by Matthew. Yeah. Ray Dent tweeted to us, Hello, Ray. Dear Matthew and Tom, I'm loving your classic Smackdown Review podcast. He gets the name right. I haven't got to remember. <laughs> that is three episodes. It, it is, you've done well to be fair. It is a highlight of my week. One question, though. When are we going to get the promised segments on the Sonic the Hedgehog comics? Thank you for the very, thank you very much, and keep up the amazing content. Now, when we promise, like, segments on stuff, right, take it at face value and with a pinch of salt, because... Oh, did they think I was going... Well, I, think, I, think, I think the problem is we, we always we get excited and we'll go, right, from now on we're doing this. And we very rarely mean it. 
<laughs> well, I did it one time and it doesn't work because by this period of 99 if you're a Sinclair comic fan a, uh, it's finished wait well, they, they called their fans boomers didn't they they did bo- okay. I just realised then like Sonic Boom so it's yeah. like hey boomers oh my god Sonic fans are boomers okay boomer yeah alright oh, there we go oh my god because boomers I was a boomer loyal loyal boomers loyal boomers oh god okay boomer that's terrible well no by this period in time I tried doing this a few weeks ago and it didn't work because uh, one original story three reprints oh and apparently this in issue 171 which came out uh, December 15th close enough competition to win Sonic the Movie oh how perfectly which, timed which was yeah that's great just to clarify well, they call it Sonic the Movie because in Japan they do this original video animation yeah. thing where you're supposed to get them in two bits so it's put both bits together and call it The Movie which isn't technically right but god does it sound good yes and that was pretty alright Sonic the Movie if it wasn't a movie well at, at, so time, at time of uh, release uh, Sonic the Movie is out now the actual one and uh, by this point the artwork was always good in the new ones uh, by Richard Elson and the rest. But the the ones in 99 were just, there was nothing to them. Uh, usually, that's the part of the long storylines which they wouldn't do for some until Dreamcast came out and all that. Yeah. It's Christmas Day on Mobius and Tails is enjoying the festive season in the Emerald Hill Zone. Ooh, the optimistic fox thinks that even Dr. Robotnik may be moved by the holidays, but Sonic the Hedgehog isn't so certain. Sure enough, Robotic is in his base in the new zones. Oh yeah, that, that cop out. Watch as this latest pardon me foiled. The director proclaims that Sonic must die. I doubt he said that. Grimer, I remember you, agreeing that with Sonic out of the way, Robotic could take over Mobius again. Well, duh. That's not the way Robotic sees it. However, something, something, something. The plaques appear, alerted by destructive words, and then a big messy thing appears and is like, I'm going to kill you. Blah, blah, blah. As giant snowman suddenly appears from the snow and provides to kill Sonic. <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. They vow to find Robotnik. They stop it. Blah, blah, blah. See, the crap. There's no point in recapping them because they're just single stories. And the only thing is worth going, like the rest of this podcast. E, remember when it was good and they had Knuckles the Kinder, the ghost ship? Amazing artwork. Uh, Tales, the land beyond. Don't remember that one. What's that one? And, uh, Proper ice cap attack stuff. Oh aren't, yeah, there we go. Ray, aren't you glad you tweeted us? Yeah. So like I said, ideally for doing this in the early nineties or whatever, or like that proper Sonic the Comic podcast, it would have been amazing. However, by this point, it's like it's all reprint. It's on its arse. It's a few months away from being all reprint, I believe. Yeah. So it's just it's away. it's sad. Bruce Russo booked Sonic the Comic and go. We need more reprint. Bro. Bro. Hear me out, bro. We need to do what we did before. Though I do like the, the Land Beyond stuff where Tails, to tell you it's a fantasy thing and not really in reality, he has his little armor on. Oh, yeah! Just so you can, like, wait, Tails is a hero? No, he's wearing armor, he's just gone to this different world and he comes back and no one knows he's a hero. He just so, disappeared for like a couple of hours. So we haven't ignored it, but there's just no point talking about it. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, there is a Sonic the Comic podcast which we recommend that you listen to instead. Yeah, because you do a much better job of recapping. Absolutely. Than I just did. So. So the Al Snow Door thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, moving on, moving on. No, God. fine. I think 15 minutes is enough. Back to the Stooges. Especially you don't want to get in the way of this, Tom. Backstage, Patterson is talking to Briscoe and he's very worried. Uh, it's been so long since he last wrestled. Briscoe cheers him up. He goes, ah, oh, come on, man. You're the first in the title champion. 
Pastor Briscoe says, eh, but that was like that was like 30 years ago. And Briscoe says, yeah, don't worry. Huh? Five years ago, we would have whooped anyone. <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> what? It's amazing. I've not really been uh, somebody who's watched a lot of Briscoe promo stuff, mm-hmm. but there is one that uh, Cheap Shop put on that I really like on Twitter. Okay. So this podcast. He's just... It's the epitome. He sounds like a... Like, those on-air commentators for sport like NFL or soccer side mm. he has that appeal to him he's Texan but he's polite so he's just like it's a, they're taking on the road warriors and he's like oh bet you thought all he needed was those big muscles to take us down huh how'd you feel we put those big muscles behind your back and you couldn't breathe oh, oh Texas man. tornado we've got alright uh-huh. we wrestle tornadoes every day here in Texas and it's just like whoa I had no idea so it like, gives you that feeling of actually maybe the Briscoes could have the road yeah. warriors. I mean, I'm sure they got they got beamed in like 40 seconds as per the standard road warriors match. Right, I couldn't find the match because I'd like to have seen it because the whole thing is, oh, big muscles, uh, you know, we know what to do with those. We're, <laughs> we're going to pop them like zits, boys. <laughs> so anyway, that's going to lead up to the best thing about the SmackDown that is actually based in reality and not something the comic called. <laughs> so we're getting ready for Briscoe and Patterson facing the New Age Outlaws for the WF Tag Team titles in a bit. That certainly is the case as I look for my next set of notes. I think I looked at the rest on my fancy phone and that is right, almost seamlessly we go towards Edge versus Christian, accompanied by the mysterious orange light. Oh my God. The orange light isn't great, but it does get your attention very briefly, you think about it. It's still better than the idea of having orange balloons pop out the trunk of the car that hit Austin. That was still going to be a thing, wasn't it? It was a suggested plan. Oh, Christ. And they suggested he uh, go work for someone else. <laughs> Before they, the match starts, the Ujabos watch the Edge of Christian backstage with Steph and Triple H, as Dog is happy to eat grapes. Cole Heavy Handley thinks out, out again about the Ujabos booking this match just to Metro Edge and Christian. All the tag team competitors destroy themselves, so it'll be easy picking for the Ujabos. And Ollie goes, What are we trying to say, Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> Michael Cole's heavy handedness is much needed through this this very new period we're going through, so actually give him some credit here. Laura reminds Cole he technically works for them, so he needs to watch out or he'll question himself off the air. More lovely singles matches here, not quite balls out like the Hardy Boys match earlier, but very heavy post edited crowd, so it doesn't work as a match, but they're doing cool stuff, blah 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 blah. And we get a horrible horrible finish oh yeah so this is this looks like it's it's a bit screwed up for, and that's me being really nice yeah which would make the fourth consecutive smackdown of Edge getting a crap finish so Edge is protected but he's still lost is it just his thing it's his gimmick he sucks I mean he's walking in the shadows of people that came before him like Test and Christian gets a roll up Edge moving the pin more towards him and the referee counting one then the turn happened. Two, three. And neither brother is happy, but this easily could have been deliberate just to protect both men. It was having them do both. Yeah. There's no point having the same thing happen when Jeff and Matt had just gone out and killed themselves in 10 minutes. Yeah, they just kind of cracked on with it, yeah. didn't they? And they're immediately like, ah, oh, whatever, who cares? We're just we're doing this because the McMahon Helmsy era says we have to. Could they not have, like, like, it's a difficult one when, like, you're a tag team and they say, go out there and wrestle each other. Is there not a way you could. How do you get around that? Would you not just have a chat beforehand and say, right, you just get a cheap roll up on me? 
We'd yeah, have, we'd get out of that there. That would be the logical sense, but as we just discussed with the 15-minute Al Snow locker room bit, um, that's not got the time for that. What we do need is those scab referees. Oh, we need a few of them scab boys. They would have counted this incorrectly. Anyway, uh, building up to the Stooges versus New Age Outlaws match. <laughs> It'll be great, says Lola. Instead of them having to show their ARP card, they'll show the tag team title. <laughs> Come pop out of me. Mystery Buzzy try and run away from the show. <laughs> I love it. Bags packed. Legging it towards the truck. But, Steph, uh, if we expected this, Caxton sends them back in. Gee, if only they'd been wearing some really fast shoes. CT of the week brought to you by Lugs. <laughs> and it is, of course, Bradshaw's brutal chair shot on PCAS from Raw, shown from multiple different angles like JFK. Decide, conquer, forget where you parked. <laughs> Beat Street Posse. Oh, Lambs to Slaughter. They get uh, taps as their themes. <laughs> they just get battered, don't they? And the Acolytes come out. A much louder pop than has been happening. So this must mean they're getting a good push. They oh, get- no, wait. It's not. It's because Farouk played football here. <laughs> is that what it is? That's exactly oh, right. Oh, I never that up. As they make mention on commentary and the fact that the, the crowd keeps on chanting the football. The, you Americans know all this. I, whatever. <laughs> Man United of America. They do the they do the uh, fight song. Are you, I had to look up the Nebraska college football fight song. How was that one go? The same as they all do. Um, so I'm going to get the ass kicked. I'm going to get the wig split. If you if you follow the Coldholic podcast feed, you'll know what I used it for. By now. Oh, yes. There's a teaser. Teaser. Some crop emotion. Also, something something. Triple jump. That's as easy. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. Like they're here. They will also be playing Spider Man, but no. Oh, I l- if right, if Ben and Peter, our friends at our at our friendly sister channel Triple Jump, uh, would do a video, uh, a let's play, uh, maybe a maybe a live stream of them playing Spider Man Movie Maker, I would whilst, do- whilst reading whilst <laughs> I would donate all my money. I'm reading the Sonic the comic. Oh, whilst reading Sonic the comic, of course. Peter can recite the comic. Ben can make Spider-Man cartoons. And eating Cadbury's fuse. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, Farouk, I finally didn't say all that. Farouk just walks up to Rodney, gives him a spine buster, and pins him. That's it, done. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks. Crowd loves that. Farouk gives Joey Abs the tomahawk chop thing, and the crowd loves it, and does that oh, oh, oh thing that they all did. Sadly, a weird thing, I know that because the tanker made his like, wacky old man return at the 06 Rumble, and because they must be in the same area, crowd were doing the yo thing. Ah. They hired him. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was that one show they popped from, you idiot. <laughs> so be careful what you wish for, fans. Uh, Joey Abs meets the steel steps. Bradshaw kills Rodders. Even more destructions, the crowd goes bananas. Chair shots galore, double power bombs. Acolytes are very fun with enlightened people. Yeah, this is, this is the beginning of a fun period for Acolytes. They've not quite got there yet. But we're getting close to this beautiful point with Acolytes where they are a beloved tag team of, of just monsters who just batter people. JR backstage, Mr. Electricity himself, gets interviewed by Lillian and uh, is asked what we think of Stephanie McMahon. He describes her as a, as a word rhyming with which and starts with a B. Starts with a B. Any idea what he means? Blue chew. Next segment. <laughs> 
He starts with a B, ends with a witch. Uh, bastard. <laughs> oh, be, be oh, good old JR's blundered again. <laughs> Here, good old Gore's Lax is blundered again. JR gets yelled at by Triple H and uh, for saying Stop Orient. yelling at me, Scorpio Sky. <laughs> Linda, stop yelling at me. <laughs> he insisted he meant Bewitch, the band. Um, Steph isn't having none of it. And speaking of Bluetooth, she gives him a stiff slap to the face. Oh my god, so Jess, yeah, so when JR and Steph, uh, and Steph confront JR backstage, JR's like, I'm not going to tell you what I said. I'm not going to tell you what I said. And Steph slaps him, and JR sells it like he was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> like, he flies across the room. It was incredible. What did that five fingers say to the face? <laughs> oh no, some of our Oriental. Slap! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know why JR. It's like, JR's dumb. You could criticize the regime that I'm going for. Next segment, it's like, why are you yeah. saying this on TV? You're stupid. Jazz on the floor going, ow, why did you kick me? You're nothing but a bee witch. <laughs> I like how you go back in time and re retroactively making JR forgetful and old. <laughs> put, put the audio and see a slap like that and he goes, wow, Triple H! Wow! Wow! Oh, you son of a bitch! Wow! Son of a bitch. As two cool Rikichi make the entrance, there's even more stuff in the lead up to Christmas. Jerry Lawler Shills, the Wired.com talking Steve Austin action figure. This was cool as. Yeah, you can go on the Wired.com, get the secret password. I'm not sure what said secret password. Secret password, I think, was. Is it like the girls' club or something? Bastard. <laughs> Starts with B, rhymes with with. <laughs> and you can make Steve Austin say anything you want. I can't see that backfiring at all, Tom, can you? <laughs> what I liked is... My spiral sense is tingling. <laughs> was there anything you want? I guess you built sentences and stuff, didn't you? You built... Yeah, you can, go, you can download bollocks of things, promos, that 56K modem can give you, or you can record your own stuff and have Austin say it. <laughs> Through his chest. <laughs> no, as, as he is one to talk. Um, I... I liked the diaphragm. <laughs> yeah, I liked in this bit how Jerry Lawler was demonstrating. Said, yeah, you can get Steve Austin to say whatever you want, and see. And Jerry Lawler puts the microphone to this Steve Austin doll, and Steve's like, "I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the fire rings." I'm gonna really long promo by Steve Austin to the point where Lawler just very quietly moves the microphone away. Goes, "Yeah, there you go. It works." It's like imagine cutting off the real Steve Austin live. <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah, it was just like a really long promo somebody had made for Steve Austin. It was, I, the con's like, It was the best of times, it, it was, was the worst of times. I don't like you mocking my, my promos. The first time my promos were about. <laughs> um, Chapter three of Atlas Shrugs by Steve Austin. <laughs> I, I love the, I love the toys and the tech of this particular year because, like, in, in decades to come, we just, that sort of stuff would get would be so right, but the, it just seems so. It's just so clunky. It's like mm. it's it's HP Deskjet 400 with Disney's The Lion King Print Studio. It's just like so ham-fisted. You go on the website and you put your figure next to your 56k modem, and maybe it'll work. <laughs> and Steve Austin says stuff. And if you call it wire, a wired.com figure, 
Dot com's a cool word, guys. Right. It's a cool word, guys. I don't know if that's the wired dot com. That's still a thing to this day, a technology and wow. gaming thing. Oh, connected to well, the magazine wired dot com. Right. I would doubt it. It's funny. Funny with new things. Yeah. Because like, because in a year's time, you'd be able to get Napster and download, you know, one hundred twenty-eight kilobyte. Uh, at the Sandman by Metallica. I used to, I used to try and impress. It's at the lecture of the day. I was there playing the Sandman. My mindset with with Napster and the reason why Napster blew my mind was because this is on a modem. I remember, I remember saying this to my mum trying to justify it because it was very illegal. Um, I say, but mum, I can have a song on my computer by the time it takes me to get to HMV in town and back. <laughs> Which is right. true, but in comparison, look at on my modem, it was probably about the same amount of time. Yep, and I tried to just fight, I had a bear share. And I said, <laughs> no, Mum, it's legal. Why? Why do you, what, what, have you come to that conclusion, Matthew, you simple person? <laughs> because I paid them £20. <laughs> to make it legal. It takes all the illegalness yeah. out of it. Yeah, it's going to be legal. I gave them money. Now, if you, don't, use. Now, if you don't mind, I'm trying to download this song I like. Linkin Park Hybrid Theory dot zip. <laughs> Look, again, we've talked a lot of topic stuff there, but I'll say this quickly. Good. So I got a laptop and it worked for like six years. It was fine because I knew not the download stuff. My brother got a laptop and my parents said, Look, can you show him how to make it work? I will not break it. And he goes, Okay. So I had to show him like how whatever, Napster or whatever it was, it was using at the time. And uh, I had to explain, it. Okay, this is how you said it. Uh, it if it says, Britney Spears sex tape or whatever. Don't download it. It's not real. It took him three weeks to brick it. Oh, no. <laughs> I told him. All I wanted was Dragon Ball Z. I seem to remember, I seem to remember a conversation with, there's a friend of mine who just got a PC. This is at school. I wish I could remember his name. I can't. It's probably the best you don't. The best I don't because what I'm going to tell you is, is a hilarious story. And if you're, a, if you're a computer geek, then you'll appreciate it. He got well, a new Richard PC. Austin. He got a new PC. Uh-huh. And we used to go on Newgrounds a lot. Oh, yeah, good times. Newgrounds.com. And uh, he came into he came in one day to school. Or was it college? Either one. And he said, um, oh, it's really sad that Newgrounds shut down, wasn't it? I said, no, it doesn't shut down. it shut down. He said, yeah, it shut down. I said, well, I was on there yesterday. And he said, well, no, it, it shut down apparently. I said, why, what happened? He said, well, it came up with my computer saying it, they'd performed an illegal operation. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> And he thought it was, and he thought it was, oh, so, so the whole website's been shut down because <laughs> they've done something bad. Yeah, the legal that's engine. what that means. And he never oh, thought, great. and he never thought to go, oh, I'll try loading it again. Because <laughs> he thought if he loaded it again, he'd get in trouble. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? I can't remember where it was now. It was a kid oh. I went to either school or college with. Amazing. That is good. All right, moving on. Are people going to hate this? No, they're going to uh, love it, mate. Too Cool and Rikishi take on the super heavyweights, who are, of course, the Harleys and Viscera. <laughs> who else would it be? Sex 8 dancers are managed to counter some Crash Holly cool offense. The action's been very good tonight, the little we've seen of it. Yeah. Uh, Hollyland's, that famous dance movie does. Laura calls it the worm, Cole corrects him and calls it the caterpillar. No, doesn't, no, don't they both get it wrong? 
because I thought Lawler called it the centipede, and then Cole went, no, it's the caterpillar, or the other way around. Whatever it was, I have no, no idea. Neither what of them called it the worm. Do you think they tried and trademarked it? And went, mm. no, this isn't going to work, is it? Mm. Uh, match keeps on going, even though he's hit this. They'd figure out soon that this was Hottie's people's elbow and it needs to be at the end of the match. Yeah. But eventually it goes on and on and on and on. Rikishi gets the hot tag and takes out this with the this special. Uh, no, not two horse price of one. I mean, that he takes two moves the whole match, but he makes him look like the Titanic hitting the iceberg every time. And Rikishi dances with two cools. The crowd pop nicely. Just you wait. That thing will blow the roof off in two months' time. And how good you got it. The image outlaws laugh at the idea of wrestling the Stooges, but but Dog knows that Patterson, he may have won the IC title in 1902, but Briss goes to the shooter, so thankfully it's no DQ. <laughs> Even now, that's a great know, line. They know that, like, in his 50s. Yeah, but seriously, though, Briscoe could take us down. And Briscoe does stuff in this match that makes yeah. us go, oh, hello. He gives that one promo they did. A very quick segment, very forceful there. Terry Christmas, with Terry Reynolds dressed up. All sexy, bad Halloween outfit left over from October. Talking sexy stuff to Santa, that's about as titillating as Gilbert Gottfried's laugh. And it's the only time in my life I've wanted scanty clad Terry to move out the way so I could see the Stooges come out <laughs> to a real American. <laughs> Less exuberant. That is a great joke. Less exuberant the first time than the first time they did it. If I remember correctly. Yeah. They, they go in the ring and God, the crowd's happy. But it is a great joke, isn't it? That I mean, it's really yeah. uh, everyone seems to be in on it, which is good. Uh, in the ring, Gunn laughs about because they're, <laughs> their family's got to sign waivers in case they die. But Pat Patterson deals with this by throwing the coke and it's on. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big big handful of white powder that he throws in their face. That's what I said. To get it started. And Patterson pulls out a bat to take on uh, Road Dog, Then a chain, because apparently he's, he's got Batman's belt on. And then, while this is happening and Dog getting beat up by Patterson to weapons, Gerald Briscoe is just going to town on Billy oh Gunn. Oh my God. And gives him a suplex like it's nothing. Like a, like, a, like a reverse dragon suplex or something. It was a real uh, special. Oh, I saw the term for it. It's not a double underhook, it's like to the side. Oh, God. oh it's a so, it is a double underhook. But from side, the side. Side suplex. Right, rather than being a double underhook butterfly. Gut wrench. Uh, oh, yeah, there we it's go. A double yeah. underhook gut, gut wrench. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Tom. You think we actually watch wrestling for the rest of the right? right? It's a double underhook gut wrench suplex. Yeah. Briscoe drops like he's in his 30s. Yeah. I uh, love it. And then Patterson gets a Boston Crab and Briscoe's getting a figure four. And I'm, I'm going nuts. The crowd's going nuts. I'm having heart palpitations. I'm loving this. this thinking, is, wait, did they win the title? I was, <laughs> I was trying, to, I was trying to work this out in terms of like, in terms of generational gap. And this would have been the equivalent of, um, like, uh, Pat Patterson facing like hard boiled Haggerty. Right, like Patterson in his yeah, heyday. Right. The difference, the heyday of uh, the heyday of Pat Patterson versus Harbaugh Haggerty. That's what yeah. we're talking about here. Which is why I love it more and more. Gerald Briscoe versus Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Briscoe versus Ivan Padubny. <laughs> Your favourite? My favourite, Ivan Padubny. Iron Ivan is free on Amazon Prime right now. Watch it. It's brilliant. It's subtitled. So if you get, if you were one of those people that got pissy about Parasite, avoid it. But it's very good. Ah, good times. Great times. Sadly, I love Patterson and Briscoe here. Sadly, Patterson gets, takes a brass knock to their head on the outside. I mean, Dog can save Billy Gunn from Briscoe's wrath. 
and hold him in place with the stretch Armstrong. We don't know if it's a stretch Armstrong. Just go with it. And it hits a famous uh, and a tremendous three-minute match. Yeah. God, I love this. Because eventually the main event, Rock versus Big Show, the WF title. Oh, and here we go, lads. It's a big pop for the Rock, as you imagine. And sweet FA for Big Show, who is still figuring out his gear. This week, we have a beautiful ensemble for Big Show. <laughs> he has the awful Big Show face logo, uh, a long sleeve shirt, but short. Uh, and looking like he's just stepped out of a shower wearing them. <laughs> Step up and wearing the belt around his waist, uh, which really doesn't suit him at all. Like, the, the whole thing is, you're meant to be a giant. And I think when you can fit the belt around your waist, it doesn't look like, you don't look like a giant. Yeah. It doesn't work. Steph Carry the belt. Stephifer and chair that's just awful. That's not work at all in audio. <laughs> um, show up to sit down and watch the first, oh wait, before the, the announcement, the first asshole chant. Yay! Oh, they, they would sometimes sense that on SmackDown AM, on Sky, uh, on Sky 1. They would eventually give up because half the show would be censored. And they sit down and announce it's a lumberjack match. And they watch on the main stage. And would you believe it? It's all the baddies. If they release an updated cover of You Only Knew What I'm Gonna Do To You, all of these lumberjacks would be doing the second bit. And it wasn't just the baddies that were out there. It was the mid-card baddies. Well, so it's DX, Hollies, etc. They're all baddies as far as I'm concerned, apart from Gangrel. I don't know why he's there. Is he a heel? Are heels owned by White Wolf Inc.? I don't know. It's, it, well, I looked at the start of this match and it was The Rock and The Big Show in the middle of the ring and all around, was, with the exception of Gangrel, was a whole bunch of kind of listless, lost mid-card heels. And I thought, does that not just sum up the year 1999? All these mid-card heels snapping at the feet of The Rock. <laughs> That just sums up his year, doesn't it? Yeah. And as his match wears on, like there's points where like they just swamp him. Like, oh, give us some of your charisma. Give us Look. some of your popularity. Please, Rob, just a toe. Oh, please, let me interact with you. <laughs> it landed a zero on the end of my merch. Well, let you bury me for money. <laughs> everyone wants to work with The Rock. So let's get a lumberjack match in there They're so all, everyone can. You're right. They are minions just lost aimlessly now that Russo's left. They're like, <laughs> what's the plan? It's like, I don't know. I'll watch your matches. <laughs> bang a mosh. It's like, oh, no. Anyway, so it's a lumberjack match. So you might know the formula by now. Uh, Rock lands outside. And despite, apparently we get told this, the lumberjacks are supposed to throw them in. In the days of old, as you probably know, Tom, the lumberjacks, when it was settle up, fight. Uh, difference. They were like, I have one on one, all the objects surrounding them, thrown back in to make sure the job was done. But in every wrestling match that's ever happened, they've just beat them up and <laughs> kind of thrown them in afterwards, which is not quite how it's supposed to go. But we all love it, so that's how it's going to be. So Rock gets, lands outside, gets beat up, and then Rock knocks DX off the apron when they try and get involved. So when Rock gets the Rock bottom on Big Show, he's about to win the WF title, they break it up. And my God, was the crowd like, 
They're gonna change the title. It's gonna. Oh, yeah. you guys! And then, and then the mid card just swallow the rock. <laughs> but bless, God bless this nine nine nine. Not cynical crowd. Like, <gasps> oh, yeah. if I hadn't been for X Park, they thought like, this was gonna be a. Yeah. Thing. They're like, oh yeah, is it nice watching wrestling like that? Oh, the Big Show lands the choke slam, but because they don't like him either, DX yank him out of the ring. Like, do we pulling a contract of talent from a UK show? In <laughs> That's not what I wrote, Both men end up outside, getting devoured by the diddlers. We've all seen that film, right? But here comes Mick Foley. <laughs> devoured by the diddlers. Do you, remember, do you remember the Xbox game grabbed by the diddlers? Yeah, I think I was going for that. He's devoured by the diddlers, the follow-up. <laughs> Of that, that didn't that didn't sell at all, and they were like, "Hey, come on now!" The three people that bought the game loved it. I remember when I was working at Game when that came out, and uh, and uh, the last that was working there, her name was Amy. She always made me smile because she was trying to she was trying to say the name of it, um, and obviously you know it's obviously a pun. But she said, "What's that game that's come out for the Xbox? Grabbed in the bollocks by the ghoulies." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, why not? Let's call it that. There were still five copies. <laughs> five copies of Grabbed in the Bollocks by the Ghoulies. I've got data references from 99 to 2005. <laughs> Here comes Foley in a trolley filled with weapons to save them from all getting bummed by Viscera. Do we get a steel plate from the ambassador's reception again? That's right. Uh, Angle takes a wicked bit in the head to start he it off. He really does, doesn't he? And it all dissolves like Caesarium in a swimming pool. The massive carnage breaking out. Oh my god, no finish of course, but Rock sends us all home by giving Big Viss the rock bottom and people's elbow. But as Steph watch from afar, say we'll see you on Raw. What's gonna happen to Rock and Foley next episode? Rock and Viss on Raw. There will be ram for the title. Oh. There will be ramifications to say the least, so we're gonna have to watch to find out. And that takes us to the eventual end of this marathon session that has been smacked down and remember that thing from 1999. Actually, doesn't Viscera have a title shot on Raw Monday? I don't know, but I can't wait to find I out. Used, no, because yeah, I seem to remember yeah. that just I'll, before I'll just before the start of the new millennia, there is a match between Big Show and Viscera for the WWF title. And it's like middle of the show, it's in the middle of an episode of Raw, and the whole thing is like, oh my God, it's half a ton in the ring. And it ends with a drop kick from the top rope. Big Show, did you supposed to bust that out? He did. He busted it out in this match with Viz. For the special occasion, and of course, the title defence against Viscera would have been it. That would don't get more special. It don't get more milestone than that. It's just sad because it means we don't get that hot rock fist feud that we could have potentially had. Which is a yeah. shame. Damn it. So, what an episode of SmackDown. What an episode. What were some of the things that you remembered? Right, I remembered, weirdly, Steph disqualifying Test. That st- as soon as as soon as Steph sat down in that commentary position, my brain went, "She's going to disqualify te- uh, Test for closed fists," and it happened. I remember it happening. I don't know why that stayed with me. I guess because I felt that um, Test could be Angle at the time. Maybe I, I, I was oh. I was an idiot back then. So I thought, well, maybe that's that's how Angle will beat him. So I remember that. What did you remember? Just a bit because it's all right. We're going to be helping. Guys like you, the undercard guys, and it looking at uh, Al Snow, like, hmm, good. With my dyed black hair, people will know I'm a bad guy now. I'm pro th- this. The very start, my man Helms the error. And it's like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Because mm. the entire show was like this. But 
on Raw, it was like, it was like ah, ah, let's go do what we want. This is working around it, making it fun. There's variety here. Go mess with people we don't like, go mess with people we do, kind of there, somewhere in between. So it's very entertaining right now. Yeah. I can't wait to see how it uh, continues. Things, anything that you forgot? The WWF Slam Cam. What a unique bit of kit. I have found out whilst this show has been uh, recorded. And I like to, and I don't think we give these guys a shout enough. And I like to give nods oh, to other creators. Um, the Attitude Era podcast. Oh, hey, people uh, are good. Really cracking group of people. Now, um, I was, yeah, I was kind of concerned that they, were, that they didn't like us. Which they might not do, and that's fine. Because they do, they, they do a Smackdown review as well. Um, they do they march the beat of their own drum and they have a wonderful program that I'm a massive fan of I became a fan of it after we started doing this when somebody told me that's what Attitude Era do so I didn't realise this was something they were doing and and I, I let them know that and I, and I do love their show whilst this show's been going on I shared a picture of the WWF Slam Cam <clears throat> and it turns out our friends at Attitude Era Podcast have actually done an entire episode of the podcast all about the WWF Slam Cam, which I am now going to go and in about half an hour, maybe an hour's time, finish my shift, walk home and listen to, because I am fascinated by this. Uh, AE Podcast on Twitter, you can find them. They're really, really funny guys, and I love the takes that they have on stuff. They, they take stuff very differently to you and I, which is why I love it. I'm a massive fan of their work, and and you know from extending a, an olive branch across podcasts around a Thursday night wrestling show, go and subscribe to them, go and show them lots of love, and then let's all chat about this Slam Cam episode. I want to do that. I like that. I think we should do like some little crossover. It's like, I would how, love. Well, how well do you remember the year 1999? In fact, in fact, I'm going to put this out there now as a bit of job ad-lib, right? Because they're based in Manchester. Oh, yeah. Right? How's about... Up to you guys. If you don't want to work with us, nobbers, that's fine. Why don't we all get together and do a watch along? I like that. All of us. Should we not just tell? Won't tell the rest of the people here. Nah, be re, be re. We'll just do it and then tell them we if we do. Be re, it be re. Uh, I like that. A, right, AE podcast on Twitter. If you fancy it, let us know. If you don't, we won't be offended. Tom, that's not how you do it. You go. I mean, you don't have to do it. I mean, if you're not man enough to answer our challenge... I can't be chewed with that sort of gubbins. I was watching yesterday, like, a bunch of nobodies just coming at Brian Zane to get clicks for their podcasting channels. Yeah. Dull. I can't be doing with that. I can't be chewed with that. AE Podcast, bloody love your work. If you want to do some sort of fun collab, it would be an honour and a privilege. If you don't, don't stress. If you could bring us up to... Your level will be very happy. Mm-hmm. And also, you know why people do that with Brian Zane? Because he responds to every single one of them. I, I wish he's a maru. I don't mind him responding to some because I respond to some. But the ones right. that are blatantly doing, hey, I just just dissed you on my channel. I've done a video called 10 Things That Suck About Brian Zane. Get a grip, you plum. God almighty. And that's the ones that I don't think Brian and I should reply to. Yeah, but Brian, there's no difference between you and him. I'll, I'll rag at Brian every time, and I love him. I love him, but I don't follow him on Twitter because I'm sick of seeing him reply to these people. Say, hey, hey, don't you talk about me in this tweet. I've just tweeted at you, so all my followers are gonna... <laughs> like, you idiot, just ignore them. <laughs> when you put enough lockers as a kid. Anyway, the thing I forgot yeah, about Yeah, what this... did you forget about it? 
think we've got way off the track on this one. We need Lakitu to pick us up and put on the track. <laughs> yeah. um, so. It's going to be the Palace and Briscoe extravaganza. I'd forgotten because it's like, oh, okay, they're going to get me up. They're going to be the old version of the Mean Street Posse. Okay, yeah. la la. Oh, no. Oh, no. They gave him a good, like, minute and a half. Like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> they might win. They, they sold the Palace and Briscoe. They actually gave them such a lot of, like, yeah. affection in that match. I thought that was wonderful. So happy to see. Yeah, because they're defending McMahon's honour. Yeah, they're defending honour McMahon's. Love him for that. Right, I'm going to get the dog rude. That's not even how bad it is. All for the pressure. I'm sorry. Incredible. Well, we've talked about literally everything that happened. In, the <laughs> in 1999 right. ever. So, thank you very much for enjoying this. If yeah. this has been too much of the excess, please let us know. We do read the positive feedback. Save yourself if you say bad things. <laughs> we might. But we appreciate that. Also, the AEP, Gauntlet, one of the them, all of them, that makes us look good. But basically, thank you for listening. Yes! We he, appreciate it. He is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. At Studio Podcast. Call me up, Marina. Love you. Bye.
Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Does what everything is. Can't do makeup. Can in Nine-Nine. Can he animate? Not really. Only if you're falling out of a window. Look out. Here comes Spider-Man.gif. Did you ever play the um, Wallace and Gromit one? Which is very similar. There's a Wallace and Gromit movie maker. And they had a load of sound bites of Wallace. There's no. always one soundbite that always made me laugh, which was him going, Feathers McGraw, behave yourself. <laughs> which is something he yeah. never said. No, the BBC did all those weird PC games. Where it's like, Wallace and Gromit, the game. And you go, ooh, and it was like some mini games, like you get off new grounds and some like wallpapers. And you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. We've got 40 towers in the game. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. There was an EastEnders the game for Gromit. the Spectrum. It was like a full oh, game I, yeah, yeah. back in the day. But definitely not the standard that you'd expect from it. People have found this bit because they've listened to after the music has ended. Is this an extra? <laughs> like, yeah. like when you put your CD in, speaking of 99, you put your CD <laughs> yeah. in and it's like, oh, after track 10, the last one on the back of the CD. This is a hidden extra. I keep on skipping ahead and... <gasps> this is a hidden extra. track 39, there's actually a song. Chances are people have found this because they've fallen asleep listening to the podcast and suddenly some audio has kicked in again and it's this. You've slept in. It's actually 10 a.m. The boss is fuming. Matthew Gregg is currently licking your knee. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 